Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I think the first thing that I want to say is I do not like the concept of a trailer having a minute to describe your podcast. I, just, I know probably a bunch of professionals use scripts. I'm not, I'm not really here for that. But I'm not about that life. Uh, so what I thought I would do is I would, would I want to go over who I am, what this is, and what I want to actually do with this for a, a first actual recording. Uh, first of all, Dead by Daylight, okay, is a one versus four asymmetrical game. It has a five to one player base. Was it four to one? No, they want it's not five to one. They want a four to one player base for this game, right? That is inherently that that genre of game, I guess, the way I want to say that, is that it inherently encourages a form of victimization. Okay? Like it inherently, in its very nature, is a victimization type of game, due to the fact. Now, this is not a. This is, I mean, there are obviously exceptions to all this, but you have two communities within one community. All right. Now, obviously, there's some interlapping and interchanging where some a lot of players, myself included, do play both sides rather consistently, but. Those players, I've come to find, are, are, are very few and far between. I actually conducted a survey about that, and I'm still analyzing the results. And the, the results of that survey is something I actually do want to uh, go into on this podcast once I actually get it running. But uh, what I wanted to do here is kind of, like, extend my voice to, like, the killers community because as the smaller community... I think having a sense of uh, camaraderie, I guess, Stephen Perk, so like a sense of coming together and venting frustration can be kind of important in a game like this. Because when we have a, a, the, the other, the other I mean, it's not even a half, the other uh, 80% of the player base can be quite hostile in a lot, in a lot of, of different situations, both in and out of the game, with sending messages and, you know, teabagging a pallet. You all know how infuriating it is. And it's like the most infuriating thing about it is, is how hard what they do actually is if they have an organized squad of like a survival with friends or something like that. It's not that hard to do what they do. It's much harder to do what we do versus do what they do. And it's sometimes you need a fellow, sometimes you need a fellow killer, I guess, to, uh, to, to just, to, to like, Vent the frustrations, okay? And, and I have found that this works because I have experienced it through my YouTube channel. And uh, my, my, ta- my channel and my tag is both. Rosie1990X is the channel name. And uh, I, I used to just, like, upload stuff, and that would be that. It wouldn't get, like wouldn't get that many views and it doesn't matter uh, but the main issue is that like it's not really an issue but as I kept on going what I found was that streaming was more fun and I, I kind of have built up a very small uh, community of, of, of friends it's like it's not even that big it's like three to five but, but like I would have consistently uh a group that I could share my thoughts and opinions on certain topics with. 
and having those those people makes playing the game more fun because it's it's something we can actually discuss. And a lot of killer mains tend to want the game to go in a better, more competitive direction because the game is not in a good direction. Uh, I'm not saying that Dead by Daylight should be the next eSport by any stretch of the imagination, but the, the fact is that this game, like it or not, is at its core designed to be a competitive game. And not like tapping into that potential, I think, is very frustrating, especially when there is a free clone of Dead by Daylight on the App Store called Identity 5 that actually does tap into that potential and shows you what Dead by Daylight could be through its online tournaments. Like it's it's frustrating that our game, which is the objective superior one, can't get there, can't get our shit together when we have a free to play app that's kicking our ass at every at every way, shape, and form imaginable when it comes to a competitive scene. Like again, I'm not saying that uh, Dead by Daylight should be an esport by any stretch of the imagination. The game is obviously not esport ready, and I think a big part of what I want to do with this uh, whole podcast thing would be to explain ways that it could get there. What balance changes do we have to do to get us going in that direction? Well, how can we make the game more competitive? How can we balance some of the uh, things that survivors have? How can we buff certain killers? Stuff like that. Because everybody that plays the game at the highest, highest level knows where the general balance of the game is. And, the, and it's always been that way. Uh, and it's sadly, right now, is, is the best that the game has ever been. Uh, Hex Ruin nerf included in that, which is a very sad thing. That was a big, very bad, very sad day. But the game is is in the best state it's ever been, and I don't want to insult anybody that that played back in 2016 and 2017 by even implying that it's not. Because if you know the game's history, you know where it was a few years ago and how bad it actually was. Uh, Killers today have it way easier than killers in the past did. That's for damn sure. Uh, but the fact is we're still not ready. And every once in a while you have a game where you, where you see that. And so uh, I get this competitive mindset, I guess, from like my, my past as like a Smash player. I, I played Smash Brothers from like 2014, competitive Smash Brothers from like 2014 to, to, to uh I'd say the last time I went was late 2019 to a Smash tournament. So I played for around five years. And I, so I've had this competitive mindset on games ever since. Because that's just how I always thought about the game. How do you fucking win the game? I guess this is the best way of saying it. And the fact that like we treat Dead by Daylight as some other beast entirely that can't be looked at with the same rules and uh, for balancing as other games is I find to be a quite ridiculous notion made by ridiculous people that you can look at the game as you look at any other game and balance it accordingly it is doable us choosing not to do it doesn't mean it's not possible and like you can sit here and say metrics win condition. There's too many metrics. Like I don't. I've never understood that argument. I've like Scott Jund, the the the, uh, the famous streamer, is the is the one that that has coined this for me. I, I've never been able to understand that position. You can always do, compare the two sides, and the way that you could do it is the metric of time, which I have stated on my YouTube channel before. You can compare the two sides to the metric of time. 
And like, uh, like that, like that's why that god loops were just nerfed because the fact they took too much time to to, to go through. By the time you were done with god loop, uh, the three three gens were done. You know, it was bullshit. Those those had to go. And it's like, well, don't chase that the god loops. Well, why are the god loops in the game? There should never be a, a place on the map where the killer says, oh, they have that. I can't chase them anymore. That's a silly, silly notion. And it, it, it's, there should never be a place where the survivor should, is considered invincible. That's nonsense. And getting those, those uh, loops out of the game, I thought, was a very, very good thing for the game. Uh... So stuff stuff like that is was is the conversation I want I want to be having on this game. Obviously, we've seen some really questionable decisions, and there's still stuff in the game that makes that an impossible like feat right now. But if we highlight these things and we voice our displeasure on it, maybe they'll go away. Maybe Keys and Maurice will get out of the game, and we can start working towards having like an annual tournament at Behaviors headquarters, which I have. Con- repeatedly suggested to them over and over again through the uh, surveys and shit that they put out. It's nonsense that we don't have, like, a yearly tournament with, a, with, with money on the line. With the, how, how much money from those cosmetics are you really using? It's like, come on. Come on, behavior. <laughs> Stuff like that would be an increased incentive to actually buy the fucking cosmetics. Stuff like that would be an increased incentive to do anything in this game. In terms of, like, putting down money. To where all the money's going to, like, start funding for tournaments and, and player events. It's like, I don't understand. Like, they stream, like, what, three times a month? I think we can... I think they, they clearly know how to stream. I think we can fucking set aside a day to stream a tournament for the game. I think that would be nice for the game. And so... I think going over those flaws and design choices... And how to buff certain perks. Just just certain aspects. How do we turn this game into a game that can be considered ready for some type of competitive scene? I think is the way that that I want this specific uh, show to go. Uh, That's all we're going to really say. But right now I wanted this one to be a little shorter because I didn't really have a script or an outline or anything. I wanted this to be like the real trailer because I don't really have a... I don't really like the concept of a minute. I think 10 minutes is a way better introductory piece for this type of thing. Uh, so my goal is if, if we actually start building, like, a community to where we could, like, have guests guests on the show and shit like that, where we could just talk about the game and maybe get a survivor's point of view on the show as well for, you know, contradictory opinions. So the point is just... Don't be toxic and hope. Let's build, let's build a fucking competitive scene for the game. I think that would be nice.